afternoon, uh, hello, and uh, welcome to Village Catholic Conversations. My name is John Kinuthia, a Catholic speaker, passionate about helping people, inspiring people to be passionate and to live their faith with gratitude and joy. And with me is my friend, Art Bermat, who is passionate on fire to inspire and help people live the gospel and be on fire as well. We are excited to have you with us. And as you listen to this podcast, we pray that you find something that is of value to help you every single day in the coming weeks. With that being said, I would love my friend Art to lead us with a of prayer. And then from there, we'll read the gospel. Art, how are you? I'm great, John. It's good to speak with you again. Um, and a hearty hello to our listeners today. Um, so let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for this moment of conversation uh, focused on your gospel, your word of life, uh, given to us to help guide us, uh, along with the saving grace of your Son, Jesus, who humbly came to the earth to live among us and with us and for us, to live and die for our salvation. We give thanks, Almighty God, for that great gift and for all the graces and gifts that have come from that. We pray that this day we may live faithfully the gospel proclaimed in the Word and through the Word of God, Jesus Christ. Through the Blessed Mother's intercession, we give you thanks and we accept all your will to us in our lives. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Uh, thank you for the prayer. And uh, we will welcome our listeners to open their Bibles or their apps, whatever it is. If you don't have, then you can follow with me as we read the gospel according to Mark chapter 2, 13 to 17. Jesus went out along the sea. All the crowd came to him and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the customs post. Jesus said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed Jesus. While he was at the table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners sat with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many who followed him. Some scribes who were Pharisees saw that Jesus was eating with sinners and tax collectors and said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus heard this and said to them, Those who, do, those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. I did come to call the righteous, but the sinners. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What an amazing gospel. You know, I say I read it and I am thinking about it. Jesus came because of me. <laughs> you know, and isn't that wonderful that Jesus looks at you and says, follow me? So is that, your, is that your first thing that jumps out at you, the follow me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing that says, yeah, jumps out of me right away and says, follow me. 
even when I want to give excuses, you know, I'm a sinful guy, you know, he says, follow me. So what jumps out of you, my friend? Well, you know, John, I tend to like, like you, I'm a story guy. So assume there's some backstory to, to write. So, plus I also know that human nature being what it is, uh, it, it probably wasn't the case that Jesus was walking along and saw Levi or, or Matthew and just said, Hey, my name's Jesus. You know, come on. They probably had conversations before that and some interaction before that. Right. So I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm presuming a lot, but I'm putting it, I'm trying to think about how this would have played out in real life. What was it really like? And I wonder what, what, questions Jesus asked him, what conversations they had before this, before he kind of finally walked up and said, Levi, follow me. You know, what, what, what promptings? Now, maybe it was a cold call, right? I mean, <laughs> it could, I, I don't want to presume too much. Maybe it was a cold call. Maybe Levi had heard about him. Who, at this point, who, who would not have heard? You would think, Everybody would know about this Jesus guy, right? I mean, he, he's doing all these amazing things. Um, but with that, I think it's an interesting message in that it's Jesus chooses us. Hmm. I mean, right? I mean, it, it, if the apostles would have been walking along and go, hey, Jesus, Let's get the low life tax collector. He'd be good, right? <laughs> I, I have a feeling that maybe, you know, Peter and the rest of them knew who he was and they would not have had anything to do with him. But Jesus knows people's hearts, even if they're not quite in the right place and knows the potential and chooses based on his divine will, not on how we perceive people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, that's good. Now, let me ask you this. Following this gospel, I've been meaning to ask you, you know, um, Jesus tells people to follow him regardless of their situation. And he comes to heal people and make people better. Uh, you seem to be, you know, you, you, you are one of those guys I know passionate on fire to evangelize. So what led you to make that or to affirm that yes in your in your life and say, yes, I want to be a Catholic speaker. I want to be a lay evangelist. I want to bring people's souls to Jesus. What is it that led you to that point? Well, John, along the same lines of what I just said, it wasn't an instantaneous moment. Uh, uh, you know, it wasn't a wasn't a cold call asked that I woke up one morning and like, wow, I, I think I'm going to grab a microphone and go talk to people. Yeah. Um, uh, it really wasn't like that. Um, as I alluded to uh, in an earlier episode, um, coming to coming to ministry was it, it, it was kind of an out of the blue thing in the fact that I really hadn't been thinking about youth ministry and that initial invite was out of the blue. But developing into someone who could share his faith uh, and had a passion for speaking and engaging people on the gospel, that, that took some time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and some experience. 
Um, now, I have to say, um, the first time, and I alluded to this previous episode, that the first time I got in front of a group of kids and parents, I, I miraculously felt very comfortable speaking to a group of people, which was never the case for me. I was one of the, you know, I didn't do debate club in school. I was like terrified to speak in front of people, yeah. um, you know, as many people are. But um, as I reflect back on that, John, um, you know, I come from, we laugh all the time about loving stories. I come from a family of storytellers. Mm -hmm. do, do you, as you do, right? I mean, your family told lots of stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my brother, now his stories probably aren't the same as my stories. That's probably something for another time. But he, yeah, well, he or, the podcast with your yeah, brother. Yeah. Well, my my brother. Um, and I say this, I'm from Missouri, okay? Not Kansas, by the way. You called me a Kansan for the other day. But um, as oh, someone, I? yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the Midwest. We understand. Oh, but but um, I say this with all affection. My brother's a redneck. Let's just be honest. He, <laughs> he, he would consider that a compliment of all compliments. So, but he, he can weave and tell a story like nobody I know. And my mother is a fantastic storyteller, um, a voracious reader, but she tells such good stories. And we, in our house, had lots of conversations all of the time. So I think the roots of my acceptance of this role, this mission in my life, were rooted in the fact that I had this ability sort of hidden for a long time already in me. It was just a matter of finding something that I was so excited to talk about that I couldn't help myself. Um, and the side of my nature, I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy engaging people on the things that I love. Is it food or good beer or um, travel or whatever? But the thing that gets me the most excited is, is those things which are eternal, and that is our faith. And... Um, uh, my friends, any of them who are listening will tell you, sometimes you can't shut me up. <laughs> um, coin or something. <laughs> right, right. So while, while the, the, it was a gradual transformation that brought me to where I am, um, it, it, is, um, it, it is a decision to pursue this over the last few years that um, I feel very comfortable with. Um, you know, put me in front of a couple hundred people and I can just go. And I know that's not me. I know that's, that is the Holy spirit. That is a divine gift. Um, because I know I'm not capable of all of those things on my own. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, you know, you know, you know, such a sinful guy and he's so passionate, you know? Right. And I think when you talk about storytelling, Jesus was the, the master, the chief storyteller. If you look at all the gospel that he teaches through the parables, stories that connected with people, and some of them were way above the people. They had to ask, what do you mean by that? Right. Right. And for you to be able to evangelize, for you to be able to connect with people, stories are powerful connectors. And, and I'm, I'm just thinking here, you know, some of these guys, these scribes and Pharisees, when they saw Jesus eating with sinners and scribes, uh, and uh, 
the tax collectors, I'm wondering when they went out in town and they're joined, you know, and they were like talking you know, among themselves. I'm like, did you see, did you see Jesus? They were kind of narrating the story of how Jesus would eat with sinners. Looks like a very nice story they would share out there with other people just to find reasons to kind of hunt Jesus down, right? You think? Oh, no, right. And, and I think the, 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 the part of this that is so divinely genius is that being that God created us and knows how we operate as human beings, if Jesus would have just given a catechetical, catechetical explanation, <laughs> right, right? But, but he, he almost, he's the master marketer. He, he does things like this that almost force people to talk about him. Like, I like even even if in the case of some of the Pharisees and um, the Sadducees and the scribes, some of the conversation might have been quite negative. Who does he think he is? Yeah, I, I can see that. This is, this is blasphemous. But as and I don't necessarily think this is true, um, but um, all all press is good press, right? <laughs> it, it, no even, right, right. So even if they're saying bad things about you, at least they're talking about you. So, um, uh, how many times have you heard about something because someone's saying something negative about it? Right. Yeah. But then you look into it and find out, well, maybe it wasn't so negative. It was just that the person who was speaking about it took it in a negative way. Um, so. No, this is genius, and um, th this small, short little scripture, I just think there's so much compact in there, uh, and, and also, too, you know, I, I think it, the other thing that kind of jumps out is we, we don't need, we should not be afraid to um, step out of the norms. I mean, here it is, Matthew has this guy in his house. Jesus goes to the sinner's house. All those are maybe breaking some kind of social norm. And what were the Pharisees doing there if it was such a bad thing? Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, these guys, are these Pharisees the guys who are like assigned a duty to her, like to, to hey, go and check him out, what he's the doing? Bowls. They were yeah, the bowls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> follow him, follow him. You know, they have their orders and then they were like, huh? Yeah, sinners and tax collectors, you know. Right. And I can see, I can see one of the guys like uh, you know speaking to Peter or John here, you know, because it says you know tax collectors said to his disciples, so they were like nudging, you know, maybe John or, or, or you know, hey, what's, what's he doing? He? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's like gossip? And he can read their hearts. Right. Right. And he knows them so well. And then he says, those who are well do not need a physician. This is, this is pure genius here. Right. He knew where their heart was going. And he needed to stop that conversation by saying it the way just blunt. I'm here for the sinners. So this sounds like a call for us as well. Like, how many times do we do things that make people uncomfortable and make us even uncomfortable, not for us, but for someone else? 
that even causes people to talk and to be like, what is he doing? And I think this is part of much for life as well. What do you think? Like going out there and speaking and, you know, calling out the evil the way it is. And people are left wondering, what are these people doing? Right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, and you know, oftentimes, you know, here, here you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in Washington, D.C. yesterday for the march. And yeah. none of the mainstream media covers it. It's, it's all hidden as much as possible. Uh, and many of those people like us, and, and I was unfortunate I wasn't able to be there this year, but, um, you know, when you're there uh, marching, oftentimes you see bystanders looking on you, and some of them are at times quite negative and casting aspersions at you and, you know, yelling vulgarities at times at you, um, trying to deter you uh, or frighten you. Uh, and just in casual conversation, as you you know, if it comes to light that you're pro-life, um, uh, oftentimes that puts you in an awkward position, you know. Um, and those those situations, I think, uh, on a lot of different uh, moral issues of our time, um, force us to uh, tr trust to do the right thing and. In that, and, and then also not respond. I was li listening to you a minute ago. I was looking at, you know, when Jesus responded to their request, he didn't rebuke them. He, you know, he didn't say, oh, you, you know, it's, he, at times he did. You know, there was a time when he said, oh, you know, you loser Pharisees or whatever, I'm paraphrasing, but he was, he was, he rebuked them harshly. He just responded with a simple statement. Well, why did you think I came? I didn't come for well people. He didn't yell at them or it didn't appear that he condemned them. He, he, and he didn't backtrack or try to explain things away. He just said, hey, I, I came for the sick. So I think the challenge may be when think times like pro-life issues in March or things that rub up against the cultural norms, quote unquote, um, we need to respond in charity, mm -hmm. but not back down. No, yes, yes, you, you, you can't back down because evil wins when you start being afraid and coming down and going like hiding in the in the foxhole, you know? Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> Charity is good and saying, you know, we are here for, you know, God's love, to spread God's love. We are here for the unborn. We are here for whatever it is, the, the challenge, we, you know, one be, be facing. Um, until it is such a time, just like Jesus, who said, you brood of vipers, you know, that's a different conversation. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think this is, this is a good gospel to, you know, to kind of keep pondering in our mind. And, uh, uh, as we follow him to know why we are following Jesus, um, and as we evangelize and as we welcome people to his home, uh, his church, uh, that, uh, we, we remain open, even for those people who criticize us, that uh, we respond with charity, we respond with goodness and kindness, uh, you know, because, as you just said, he didn't come here for the righteous, he came here for the sinners. So, my friend, as we wrap up, what are two, three things that you can highlight to us today as we go and ponder and uh, do well, I would say um, the number one thing is uh, uh, similar to what you said is just 
to to take advantage of their the offer to follow me um uh fo follow me uh to where i'm going uh that responding to that invite uh i think is the number one thing and then uh not being afraid of what people are going to say about that decision um just as as uh levi or matthew um responded by inviting jesus to his house so mm. that that would be the two things that i would say um is respond to the call and don't don't be afraid of of the consequences that come with your responding to the call to follow jesus that's an amazing close my friend and uh, we ask our dear listeners to not be afraid to answer the call and that jesus will lead us through his gift of holy spirit in everything that we do and with that our dear listeners would like to close with that of prayer Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. It's beautiful. Reminding us that you came here for us. We ask that as we go on to answer your call, that we may be able to stand up, say a farm yes, and follow you. And be ready to invite you in our homes, in our hearts, to face the consequences of being with you. Lord Jesus, bless our listeners and bless us as we continue to enrich ourselves and enrich the people who follow us with your gospel. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Thank you to our listeners. And this is it for today. This has been Village Catholic Conversations. You've been with us, your hosts, John Kinuthia and Ad Bimot. Thank you so much. And until next time, be blessed. Bye.